With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way. Back again for our match reaction series after Arsenal have dropped two points against Fulham at the Emirates Stadium. I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie for this one. Charlie... I will ask you how you are, but if I'm honest, personally, myself, um, frustrated, annoyed, irritated yeah. after watching that. And we'll get into everything in terms of the performance, in terms of the team that Mikel Arteta started with. But yeah, it's two drop points at home in a game where we should be winning. And yeah, it was, it was a bad performance, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's my emotions are quite high at the moment. They're all over the place. I don't, I don't know what to feel at the moment. It's, I'm, I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm run down. I'm because the whole game, I, because it, it was so end to end. I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh, what's happening, kind of thing. Because Fulham would go on attack, we'd then counter. They'd get in counter, and obviously, a bad start to the game. It, I think that the start to the game kind of showed. It kind of show what the rest of the game was kind of going to be like for Arsenal. It was it was sloppy in, in most parts of the game for us, really, especially in the first half. Uh, it, it seemed like we just weren't at the races the whole day today, or almost the whole day. I, th- I think we saw snippets of what we were like, what, what we were like last season, really, and what we want to be like in this game. We, we saw snippets of it, but when we're trying to compete at this level, you can't, just be like, oh yeah, we saw snippets of what they can be like. That's not good enough, especially a team against a team like Fulham at home, where we should be comfortably winning. And I think the fact that we obviously started the game off poorly from such a sloppy pass from Saka, I'm not actually quite sure who he was trying to pass to there. I think it's very rare that we're actually kind of having a dig at Saka. Almost we, we never ever do that, but it was almost like. He saw someone that just wasn't there. No one was there. Partey, he was in. He was in that position at some point. But even before Saka received the ball, he had moved. So it wasn't like a, oh yeah, I can see why he's passed it there kind of thing. There was just no one there, and Ramsdale was then wrong-footed, and obviously he wasn't able to get it. Maybe he could have done a bit better, but yeah, it kind of just show what the rest of the game was going to be like, honestly. And mm. when when Arteta made made the subs when he brought Vieira and Ketia on, etc. I was like, uh, and sorry, uh, I think it was um, Zinchenko, uh, Vieira and Ketia. I was like, oh, right, okay. I'm glad that we've made some subs because that wasn't working. 
obviously brought on in Ketia on in the in at half time, which I think was the right decision. I, I spoke to you before the game. I said that it was a bit harsh for him to actually be on the bench because he's been playing so well for Arsenal. He he obviously scored against Forest and he he almost well he created Arsenal's goal against Palace. So it was like, why isn't he starting? Don't get me wrong. I also said to you before the game. I said. Um, does, Trossard does deserve to be playing. He does deserve to get some minutes under his belt. But then you see when Nketiah comes on, when we've got an out-and-out striker, things start to kind of go in Arsenal's way. And then obviously when Zinchenko and Vieira came on, things started to happen. And I don't think I've ever said that. I don't think I've ever said that about Vieira. You know how kind of how much I've been disliking him last season. And he was probably Arsenal's best player today. I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I, I will go that far and say that because when he came on, he was kind of the main man. He was making things happen. He was electric, and he he, he got Arsenal's penalty and he got uh, the assist for Inketi's goal. A fantastic pass into the box as well, pinpoint. And you can't fault him today. Maybe there were a couple of points where he maybe should have passed, but. He, he can learn those things. And this is what this is the Vieira that we wanted to see last season when we brought him in for £35 million. We were so disappointed with him last season, and me especially. I, I don't know whether there's anyone else out there that, that feels the same way that I do. But seeing him today, I, I was very pleased. And that was probably the only, one of the only positives to take away from this game, unfortunately. Hmm. No, I agree. I think we'll start with the um, like opening 60 seconds. And for me... The lack of concentration when we start in games, especially at home, it's poor. It's like it's awful. And he saw it last season against Bournemouth, and he saw it in other games as well. I can't remember off the top of my head, but we conceded early on in another game as well. I think it was Southampton, wasn't it? Southampton, yeah. And look, three home games we've done it now with this now Fulham obviously scoring early on. And look, when we start the game, we should be fully focused, we should be fully at it from the first minute and we weren't and we've not been going back to last season there's a lack of concentration there I don't know whether the players um, still are getting accustomed to to the game the feeling the pitch I don't, I don't know I can't even find no excuse for it because there is no excuse and in terms yeah. of the goal itself look a back pass can happen a misplaced pass can happen but what Rams though he, he's at fault for the goal he's at fault for the goal and I, number one, I don't know what he's doing in terms of why is he so far off his line, number one. And number two, in terms of him trying to retrieve the ball and trying to make a save, he's going one way and then he's going another. And he's the first thing I'm probably thinking to myself is David Raya is probably on the bench and he's probably thinking, I'll take that. I'll take mm -hmm. that. Because he's probably thinking to himself, I wouldn't have made the same mistake. Yeah. And that's where we're looking at. Now that we've got competition for the goalkeeping places, the number one spot, the number one position, it's any mistake that Ramsdale makes, it's going to be criticised. And rightly so. Rightly so. He's made a great save towards the end of the game um, because on another day we could be losing that game against Fulham. I think it was from uh, Traore. But mm. he's, he's, he's made the mistake for the opening goal. And I do blame him for that. But we'll speak about Mikel Arteta and the formation. And look, we, there's been a lot of discussion in the, uh, during the start of the season in terms of this inverted fullback that he likes to implement, Thomas Pye at right back, but he got it wrong today. Yeah. Mikel Arteta got it wrong. 
If I'm honest, pre-game, I was hoping that Gabriel would be back in the team, starting alongside William Saliba. Ben White would be back in the right-back position. Zinchenko would be inverting from left-back. And say if he wanted to keep party or drop party to the bench, the midfield decision I would have been perfectly fine with. But he's made yeah. too many changes. Too many changes. And a lot of people in the comments make a good point. If it's not broke... Like what's what's the saying, Charlie? What's the if saying? it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly, exactly. And I I understand that the fact that he's implementing it so early on, and continually persist with this. There needs to be a time and needs to be a place where you choose the right games, where you choose this formation. And Zinchenko's fully fit now. He's fully fit. He played what half an hour in that game against Fulham. He came off the bench. He played what 25, 30 minutes. Mm. So obviously he's fit. He's available. If he can play 30 minutes, I'm sure he can play the full 90. So if he's fit, if he's on the bench, he should be starting in that left-back position. Kibio should not be replacing Tomiyasu. Zinchenko, when you, you touched on it, when he came on alongside Vieira, Arsenal, they got that domination back. They were in control. They, they, Zinchenko was getting in the right position, key areas of the game, and Arsenal st started to look like the Arsenal of last season. But in these early three games... It's been inconsistent. Like, we'll speak about Havertz briefly because I thought he was poor today, if I'm honest. Like, I've backed him in the um, two games that he's played previously and I've always said that we need to see more of him from an attacking point of view. But there was a stat I read on Twitter post-match uh, post that he had the fewest touches of all the Arsenal players in, in, in the game. I think it's 22. And that's not good enough for £65 million uh, asset. And I don't care how early on it is in terms yeah. of his adaptation period. He's played in the Premier League. Yeah, he's, play, he's played in the Premier League and we need to see more from Kai Havertz. I'm not necessarily saying that he needs to be scoring goals, but the touches, like misplaced passings, not getting in the right positions at times, coasting, it was not good enough. And you saw when Fabio Vieira replaced him, Yeah, the impact that he made. Fabio Vieira was on the front foot. He was asking for the ball. He was going forwards and it was a different kind of performance. But yeah, what's your, what's your take on the formation? Because this, again, this was not the game to be experimenting, was it? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No, it, the thing is, it's weird because it it is like a... I, I, look, I, I, don't, I don't kind of criticise Arteta for trying to evolve Arsenal's team, evolve Arsenal's structure, etc., etc. I know that he would have been doing that in training in, in pre-season, etc., but yeah, it just doesn't really seem to be working. Teams that we should be getting three points against. I know that we did get them at Palace and uh, against uh, against Forest, but we should be getting the three points against Fulham, especially at home. We should be doing that, and it just doesn't seem to be working as well as last season. It doesn't seem to be working as well as last season's kind of formation, where we had Ben White on the right, we had Z uh, Zinchenko on the left that would invert. We 
And I don't, I don't get why Gabriel isn't playing. He is yeah. a very, very good defender, and he's Look, just. Been, I think I mentioned. It's a great it. point. It's a good point. Very, like very I, good. I understand if Zinchenko's not in the team. Mm. I understand if Zinchenko's not in the team, and then again, you could debate that as well. But he's fit. He's available. Yeah. He's on the bench. Play our yeah. best four defenders. That were the reason Arsenal were in a title challenge last season. Mm. I don't mind chopping and changing rotation. Like the fact that he uh, started Trossard today, I didn't mind that. Again, we discussed it pre-game. It's a bit harsh on Eddie and Ketia, but you understand that decision yeah. because when you look at the attacking options, rotation is good. You want to see Miklatia doing more of it. But when you're chopping and changing the whole back line, the players like Thomas Party, he needs to get accustomed to that system. He's never learned this role. He doesn't know what this role is basically about. It's going to take him time to adjust. And if I'm honest, we don't have the time. We don't have the time because when you're competing against a juggernaut like Manchester City, it's difficult. It's difficult. But for me, yeah, Gabriel should have started today. Zinchenko yeah. should have started. And look, Ben White and Bakaya Saka, not many people are speaking about that partnership. Last season, that was one of our best partnerships down the right-hand side. Brilliant mm. partnership. Brilliant relationship. Why has Mikael decided to basically opt that out of that and change it up? Well, that's the problem. That is the problem because the the structure and the formation that that we that we're using now, it's like that that has kind of made Ben White a bit more central. He's come in a little bit more, so you don't see him running on down Reserved. that wing as much. Reserved, and, and isn't it? Yeah, exactly. We don't see him helping Saka as much because. They, they just complement each other. You, I mean, we saw it towards the end of the game where Ben White would kind of overlap, overlap Saka, but we don't see that as often as we want to, as often as we did last season. And I'm just going to go back to Gabriel and Zinchenko. With Tomiyasu's red card and with, temp, and with Timber's, uh, Timber's injury, why are we then playing Kivior at left-back? Yeah. I know that we tried it in the last few games at the end of the season, um, last season. But that doesn't mean that it worked perfectly. It doesn't mean that it was a fantastic kind of... It, it didn't mean that it was amazing. Zinchenko, when he came on, as you mentioned, he was amazing. He was, He's such a good ball player in that midfield that he helps Arsenal so much. The tempo increases, about, isn't hmm. it? Yeah, and if, if you think about it with Zinchenko and Declan Rice, when we're invert, when Zinchenko inverts, him and Declan Rice in the midfield is... It is phenomenal. And I feel like I feel like Arteta just wants but I feel like he really wants Partey to play. Don't get me wrong, he can be very, very think, good sometimes. I, I think it's it's crazy. I think from my personal opinion, I think that he's trying to shoe in Kai Havertz. It does it's, seem like that. It he's does trying to like shoe that. in which again is the wrong thing. It is mm. the wrong thing. I understand he's been brought for a lot of money, sixty-five million pounds. But you don't shoe in a player if he's not playing well or if he's not having a good performance, this and that. I know it's early doors yet. And we're hoping that the adjustment period, um, as, as the days go um, past, he'll get better, he'll get accustomed to this Arsenal team. But it doesn't mean that because he's bought Kai Havertz for £65 million, you shoe him in every single game. He has to play every single game. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. Emil Smith-Rowe. He never even warmed up. He never even no. warmed up. What does that? What message does that show, Emil Smith Rowe? With yeah. four or five days left of the transfer window, like we're looking for a goal, we're looking to turn this game around. 
how many players getting ahead of me? Vieira, um, which again was the right decision, mm. if we're honest. But like Mikel Arteta, I think he didn't even ask him to warm up. He didn't mm. even ask him to warm up. You can't keep shooing in players and putting them in, putting them into the team just for the sake of it. Just for the yeah. sake of it. I think I can see what Arteta's trying to do with Havertz. I can, I can, I think I can see it. It's because he's got the experience up front. Don't get me wrong; he wasn't amazing at Chelsea in in the striker position, but it kind of bringing Havertz into into play and into the formation. He can kind of free roam and he can kind of switch with the player that's up front. And I feel like that might be why Trossard actually started up front today, because we know that he can he can actually play in that left-sided uh, midfield role. So if they switch, then there's not kind of like a... that you're not losing a kind of position, if you know what I mean. You're not losing any quality in any of the positions because Trossard then moves into the midfield, Havertz moves up front, but it just wasn't working. And I think that free roam, yes, it's a good idea. But yeah, as I just said, it wasn't really working. And the fact that I feel like if, we, if we're going to do that, if we're going to have the players that free roam, if we're going to have Trossard and uh, Havertz, for example, like today, that are switching, we're going to be wanting to play with a, with a team that is very good with the ball, that is a fantastically, which, which is fantastic at ball playing, essentially. And Zinchenko is one of those players. He is one of those mm. players that can be in midfield and help play the ball forward he can help kind of switch the play he can help just he's just quite silky on the ball really and you saw it when he came on and there wasn't that kind of quick play when he wasn't on the pitch when Vieira wasn't on the pitch you didn't see it and Havertz I did uh, yeah he wasn't up to he wasn't up up that's the difference like I wanted to succeed a lot and I backed him in the previous two games I've come out and said look going forwards he needs improvement he needs to work on um, the attacking side of the game. But today he was awful. He's yeah, awful. He you, have to say, you have to say how he is. You have to be realistic. I can't sit here and say, oh, he was decent. He defended well. He was awful. He yeah. was awful. Like 22 touches in an Arsenal team when you have Saka, Martinelli, Martin Odegaard. It is not good enough. It mm. is not good enough. And no. you expect more. And Mikel Arteta, for me, it's, I've always been in the bracket that we bought Kai Havertz in for big money. And I've always been in the mindset that Kai Havertz has a role to play in this Arsenal team, but he's not an immediate starter. That was mm -hmm. my thinking. He's an option. He'll have many games. He'll provide strong depth into the Arsenal team. He can play in many positions and he'll offer what Manchester City have with so many players, depth in, in the forward positions. Yeah. But for me, I've always been in the mindset that Arsenal's best midfield free on paper is Partey, where he should be playing as a midfielder, <laughs> not as an inverted right back, uh -huh. Declan Rice and Martin Odegaard. Yeah. That's Arsenal's best midfield three. And again, you can alternate. You can alternate in specific games. Like if you're playing Fulham at home, give Fabio Vieira an opportunity. Give Kai Havertz an opportunity. Trossard. But when you're playing the bigger teams, Mikel Arteta needs to get this system out of his head. Because say, for example, we've got big games on the horizon against the likes of Spurs, Manchester United. This formation, we can't be playing this formation because we'll mm -hmm. get hurt. We'll get yeah. hurt on the counter-attack. Counter -attack. Play the right players in their favoured positions. Play the right team that got us to where we were last season and take it from there. I don't mind experimenting. I don't yeah. mind experimenting. But you need to understand when something's not working. And in the three games we played, yeah, there are problems in our game. It's not concise, our performances. 
Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, I completely agree. But I do think that that partially is down to the back line, really. But I mean, yeah. today, overall, today just wasn't wasn't good enough for Arsenal. The as we mentioned, the we were sloppy. But I think a part of that has to do with communication and the intensity of the game that we were playing at. We just weren't quick enough with the ball. We weren't. We just weren't quick enough to the ball when we had the ball. We weren't communicating with each other. I think there was one point where. I think Saka crossed it into the back post where I can't remember whether it was Trossard or Martinelli. Or it, was, it was one or the other, and yeah. Havertz. Yeah, and Havertz decided to try and flick it with his back with his back heel, and it's like someone's right behind you. I think it was Trossard actually, and it was like either Trossard has actually called for it and you haven't heard it, or Trossard hasn't actually tried to yeah. call for that at all, Lack which he needs to. The communication needs to be up to scratch, and it wasn't today. And that was part of the reason that that was part of the reason for Arsenal's downfall. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's so many points today, unfortunately, that you can pick out of it and it's be like, that wasn't good enough, that wasn't good enough, that wasn't good enough, kind of thing. And it, that's not the Arsenal that we've been seeing this last season. So it's kind of a thing of, oh no, we're, we're not going back to what we were, kind of thing, are we? But I don't think we are. I think that this. Touch wood, this is going to just be an off game for Arsenal because it seemed like that straight from the get-go that we weren't kind of with it. The only time that it did seem like we were with it, as we were saying, is when we kind of reverted back to the formation that we had when we had Zinchenko on the left, Ben White on the right, Partey in the middle. Uh, yeah, I, and I think next game, I do think that Zinchenko and Gabriel need to be started. They just do... I, I I think that it's okay. I think that we should actually bench Partey, just see what it's like, and then play a Declan Rice. I think. I mean, going off today, I'm going to say Vieira, Declan Rice, and Odegaard. And I, I really didn't think that I was going to be saying that previously because Vieira did play so well for us. I think yeah. that that should be the next midfield three that we try because, to be fair, after that performance today, Vieira has actually deserved it. Yeah, he was fantastic. He was fantastic, and that's the sort of impact you want from a player in the final third, someone that makes a difference in, in the final third, someone that can impact games, great run to win the penalty. I think it's Tete who fouled him as well. Yes. And it's a lovely pass for Eddie and Kittier's goal. Mm. Like, that's the kind of things that I don't think Kai Havertz has in his locker, no. to, be, to be honest. I think Kai Havertz is a different sort of player. Again, it'll be interesting to see how he fares if Zinchenko's in the team starting from the star and Jesus is in the team as well because in preseason, when Jesus was uh, Arsenal's focal point, the number nine, um, Kai Havertz was ghosting into some good positions and he was picking up a few goals. But yeah, his performance today was not good enough. Um, a lot of Arsenal players were not up to the standard that we usually see. So it was un it was an unfortunate result. Um, Eddie and Ketia, he scores goals, man. He scores yeah. goals. He's Again, he's underrated. He's underrated. Yes. Um, again, we spoke briefly pre-match that it may have been a bit harsh that he's not started the game. But again, what I've asked, what I've screamed in terms of Eddie Nketiah, I know what he's capable when he starts uh, from from the first whistle. I know he'll impact games. But what I wanted to see more in terms of his game was how he can impact games off the bench. Last season he wasn't doing it that much. True. This, yeah, this season he's done it. He's come off the bench and he's made an impact for us and he scored a great goal. Yeah, I, I I think now looking at it, it's like why why wasn't Nketiah starting? Because we we've said I've said previously 
and we both I think we both said previously it, it was good it's good that we kind of share the goals about but having an out and out striker that can finish very very well is what we've been kind of lacking and and Ketia has stepped up to the plate time and time again when we've needed him. He score, he does score goals, and it's what we need in an Arsenal side. And I think today we we've mentioned that there's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like mm. there's time, there's a kind of there's time where you can experiment, and then there's times where you can't. And I think when we've been a bit shaky in the previous two games at the start yeah. of the Premier League, it's like okay. Don't change it too much because if you change it too much, then it is going to be like we're going to continue being shaky. And we were today. And in Ketia, when we when we're needing the goals, because we only scored one against Palace and we only scored two against Forest, when we probably should have scored more. And Ketia is someone that will be that player to actually to score more. And he did when he came on. And I mean, I do feel bad for him, which we've both said time and time again, once again. Because I think Gabriel Jesus, now that he's back fit, we did see him obviously in the last ten minutes or so uh, of this game. I I wouldn't be surprised if he plays a bit more now in the in the coming games, and that's a shame for Inketi because he deserves to actually start. Uh, and this is one of the games where he should have started. He should have helped Arsenal in the especially in the first half where we needed that goal. We 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 were kind. There were points where we were creating chances, but there just wasn't that player that that had that kind of deadly eye for for goal, really. And there, I, I'm going to go back to Havertz really quickly. There was a point where I think Saka crossed it in and he crossed it into a fantastic position in the six-yard box where you're expecting someone to be. You're expecting an out-and-out striker to be. And because we didn't have an out-and-out striker on the pitch, there wasn't anyone there. Havertz kind of stopped his run and then he kind of went for it a little bit late. I think Trossard dropped a little bit deeper. And that's what happens when you have that kind of free roam between the striker and and the Havertz kind of role, whatever. But if you have Nketiah on the pitch, he's constantly going to be in those positions. And you saw it when Vieira crossed it into Nketiah when he scored his goal. He was in the six-yard box. He was in those spaces and he would have been in that space as well. Um, if Sack, if he if he had started when Saka crossed that in in the first half, and Nketiah also created uh, Fulham's red card, he got he kind of got that second yellow card for I can't remember his name. Matthew. Yeah, uh, he he got the second yellow card for him. He he just got that little touch onto him. It was a counter from a corner. He was the only one up the pitch. He was the only one there for Arsenal. He kind of clipped it forward and then he got, he kind of got clotheslined. He got blocked off to try and get the ball. And then second yellow, he's off. That's what Nketiah does. And that's unfortunately not what Trossard and Havertz do because they're not in those positions half the time because they're switching or or, or they're dropping a little bit deep because they're not an out-and-out striker. They're not used to these positions. Nketiah is and... Gabriel Jesus is, and neither of them started today, even though both of them were fit. We've, I even said, I think it was in one of the previous match, uh, no, it wasn't a match reaction, in one of the agendas, uh, morning agendas. Uh, I think Arteta said in an interview, he said, and Ketty is essentially telling me, if you don't start me, you're blind with how mm. he, with how well he was playing in training. Where was he today then? Where was he in that starting lineup? I'm not putting all the blame on Arteta here. I just think that Enketia should have been starting. 
we we probably should have had a bit of bit more of a, a, a solid backline, and because we didn't have it, we we didn't get the three points that we needed. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It's frustrating. Like, there's so many things that you can discuss about the game, but like when you dissect it straight after the full time whistle, there's so many things. Um, but obviously, you have to basically dissect um the important topics and those what we what we discussed but your final thoughts um Martin Keon I just saw on BBC Sport he's basically likened that performance of Arsenal to how we collapsed towards the end of last season the home performances against Southampton um etc which were probably the reason why we didn't go on to win the Premier League title but Arteta the players hopefully they'll learn from from this performance against uh Fulham because like I've just touched on, they've got big games on the horizon. The Champions League kicks off in, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, you've got Manchester United next Sunday uh, at the Emirates, where you're hoping that Arsenal bounce back and put in a good performance. Then you've got Everton away, uh, notorious track record of struggling there. I know they've lost three games on, in a row, but again... You've seen you know, that before. You know what happens, Charlie. You know what happens when we go to Goodison Park. So, And then we, I think we play um, Tottenham in the North London derby after that. Yeah. So... The games are coming thick and fast. So a lot needs to be taken on board from this performance. Um, not all was bad. The final, what, 20, 25 minutes when Zinchenko came on, Vieira came on. It was the Arsenal of old of last season. But for most majority of that game, it was not good enough. And they have to take lessons on board, don't they? Yeah. We're, uh, hopefully each loss, each kind of dropped, each each dropped point essentially will be a learning curve for Arsenal. It can be a kind of way that Arteta might be able to see where we've gone wrong, where we need to improve on, what we need to improve on. Maybe he's he'll a bit see... stubborn, by the way. Hmm? Do you think he's a bit stubborn? What, in terms of changing his side? Yeah, or... to be fair to him, like he changed it up. He realised that it's not working today and he brought on Zinchenko yeah. and he uh, took off Havertz and he took off party. So you have to applaud him for that because he realised that this is not working and I have to change it up. But stubborn in the sense of it wouldn't surprise me if he plays the same team next Sunday against Manchester United. <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, but I don't think I'd go so far as that he's really stubborn because... Mm. He has made so many changes and at halftime, he, he was quite brutal. He took Trossard off. He wanted a change. He wanted something to happen. When something wasn't happening, he brought on, he, he brought on Zinchenko and Vieira. So normally you would say, yeah, he can be quite stubborn. He, he, he sticks with his kind of starting lineup until it gets late because we have seen previously that he's taken a while to actually make a sub. Normally it's around the late 70 minutes uh, for him to make a sub, and that he did that a lot earlier today. So maybe not today. I don't think he was stubborn today, but there have been previous games that he actually has because he t he would take a little while to actually bring bring players on. But that didn't happen today. Um, but hopefully, we'll see a change next uh, next week. Hopefully, we will see. Ivan Ketiol, Gabriel Jesus starting. I don't particularly want to see Trossard start again. I would like to see Havertz come off from the bench, as you were mentioning, that hopefully he can kind of create an impact from that. Hopefully we'll see 
Vieira a little bit more if if he's going to be performing in the way that he did today. Hopefully, we'll see maybe a maybe a change in midfield with uh, and defence with more maybe Partey making a, a substitution, maybe Ben White back on the right hand side. Hopefully, we'll see a bit of change. I think that's kind of the the, the story that I'm trying to tell. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, Zinchenko has to start next Sunday against United. And Gabriel has to come back into the team alongside Stuba. Ben White has to be playing at right back. And again, you have to be putting Partey, if you do want to start him, in a midfield alongside Odegaard and Declan Rice. Yeah. That's the team that will batter Manchester United, in my opinion. Anything else? He changes it up, then I'd be worried. But look... Yeah, it's, it's a 2-2 two, two draw. Uh, I know it may, it may seem a bit deflating so early on in the season, but we have to be honest and we have to see how it is. So, but I'm hearing, uh, I'm looking at comments in the uh, chat saying, I'll tear her out, which is a bit... Yeah. Wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. So, look, two points dropped. We move. Um, big game against Manchester United next Sunday. And we'll take it from there. Charlie, thank you for jumping on, mate. Thank you for having me. Thank you to everyone watching and listening, obviously, after... What Umar just said is kind of, it can be a bit deflating, but yeah, thank you for everyone jumping on. Yeah, exactly. If you have enjoyed the show, uh, make sure to drop a like, comment, subscribe, and yeah, keep following us down the Arsenal way.